Thank you for tuning in to Highly Functional under the umbrella of Hardwater One. This is Dr. Brianne Shelman-Brown, the Functional Athletic Specialist. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Highly Functional. I am joined today by Emma Chapman, who is a three-time CrossFit Regional competitor in 2016, 2017, and 2018, placing eighth this year at the Central Regionals. So we are going to start discussing a little bit about the non-sexy side of CrossFit, those things that people don't want to do to, because it's not the fun part. So let's hop in with Emma. Emma, thank you for joining us today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. So give us a little bit of your background. How did you get involved with CrossFit in the first place? Okay, so my actually now husband, um, we met in college. I played soccer at Marshall University. Um, so we met, and actually his roommate uh, did CrossFit. And we actually I used to give him a hard time about it. We'd call him CrossFit Phil. You know, we kind of poked fun at him. At that point, we weren't really sure what it was. Um, but after I got done playing, I was kind of stuck with, you know, what, what do I do now? Um, I just ran for that next year or two. And at that point, you know, you can only run so much. It got a little bit boring. And then we we're like, you know what, let's go down there and we'll join Phil and see what this is all about. And honestly, the day we joined, we were like hooked. And, and then since then, and that was back in 2014, I believe. And yeah, and then the rest, I guess, is history. <laughs> Awesome. What was it about CrossFit that got you hooked? Was it like the competition side? Was it just there's always something to work on? What was yeah, it for you? It was definitely the competitive side of it. And also, this probably sounds really strange, especially coming from a girl, but I missed being told like what to do, how to do it, when to do it playing soccer, everything was programmed for us, you know, this is what we ran and this is what drill we did and all that. And even when we did a little bit of like strength training, playing soccer, you know, it was always given to us to work out, do this, do that. And I enjoy that. Like I enjoy being told like what to do when it comes to working out <laughs> and then, yeah, how to do it. And because otherwise I feel like I did try going to a gym after soccer, but I kind of just walk around aimlessly like, all right, I guess I'll just do three sets of 10 of this and three sets of 20 of that and run a little bit. And, but you know, it wasn't, I knew this wasn't going to really help me and give me results. So it was the competitive side of it. The, them telling me, you know, how to do it. You turn up and it's there for you, the workout. And then as well, I guess being part of something, I, meeting people and that sort of thing too. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about not having to think about what you're doing working out wise. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I know how to program, but if I'm traveling and just have to do a hotel workout, I'm like, I'll text my coach and be like, um, give me something to do. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to think right now. You bring up like programming. Like I don't think people realize how difficult it is. And if you think about as well with CrossFit, you lay out all the movements and then all the different ways you can do it and hitting it at different times of the year. Like there is so much to it and I just could never wrap my brain around it. And yeah, so I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how many days a week do you train? 
Um, so I actually follow Misfit Athletics. It's a online programming, and I do it at a gym here um, in Richmond, Rich City CrossFit. So the programming throughout the year until after the Open is we train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We have like a program rest day Thursday, Saturday we train, and then a program rest day Sunday. Uh, but they do encourage on those rest days, you know, depending on how you feel, maybe do something active, but that's really low impact. So on active rest days, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but I'll typically swim, um, ride my bike. I have a road bike. I try to do something outside of the gym if I can. Um, I'll stretch, uh, follow Romwad. Again, it's something that... Um, is a stretching video that tells you what to do, how to do it, when to do <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, so those are typically what my rest days look like. Or if my husband happens to be off that same day, we'll just go and do something because we very rarely get off at the same time. But there are definitely days where I'm like, you know what? I'm really not going to do anything today. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard for me. I can't really sit still for very long. So, Yeah. <laughs> I hear you there. I take one day to rest, but same thing. It's like active recovery. I just do a lot of mobility stuff and mm-hmm. just stuff to keep moving all day because I don't sit well either. On your training days, how long are you training per day typically? So, well, right now we were talking earlier. So I'm on summer right now. So being a teacher, I have about eight to 10 weeks throughout the year um, where I do, I guess, get to train like a, you know, some of these top level games athletes so I break my session up but on a regular day so basically the rest of the year um, I'm at work get there about 7 30 to 3 I'm at the gym get there about 4 um, and I'm in there 4 till about 7 30 so about three and a half hours a day and like I said so I'll generally during the year do it all in one session um, but it, it's because I have a job, like, you know, I'm, I'm I guess, a normal person. Um, yeah, but during the summer, I get the luxury of breaking it up. Um, so I'll go in the morning and do a couple of hours and then go in the afternoon and do a couple of hours. And it allows me to add a little bit of more accessory stuff too. Um, so it's nice. But generally, my year is in the afternoon from about 4 to 7.30 if we talk through our sessions, sometimes it drags a little bit longer, but <laughs> yeah, it's about three and a half hours okay. on the training days. Yeah. So being that you can tell the difference between two a days or a long session, do you notice your body responds differently in those different scenarios? Yeah, I'm able to, I guess when I break it up, I'm able to give a little bit more intensity, I think, to each piece. So the way the programming's set up, generally, it's a strength piece. Uh, we'll have maybe two mech cons and then some accessory. And you can't go 100% pretty much every day anyway, especially having, you know, those pieces. So it enables me to go a little bit higher intensity on the pieces more, getting to break it up. I generally don't like training in the morning like mech cons. I do like doing the strength pieces. Um, but I think, like I said, I think you can put, it allows you to be a little bit more intense or increasing intensity level when I break it up. Um, but I do what I can on those days uh, during the school year, I guess, make do with <laughs> what you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can only do so much mm-hmm. for sure. 
So then as you approach the open and then as you approach regionals, are you changing up your training as far as how much you're training or is, do you still consistently stick to that like three and a half hours? So after the open, um, you know, granted you've qualified for regionals, the intensity definitely goes up and the volume, uh, I think, sorry, the volume more than the intensity, you know, but mm -hmm. yeah, the volume definitely goes up. It gets a little bit heavier. Um, the difference between the open and regionals, you know, the weight goes up. Um, whereas the, you know, the open is more geared toward the masses and then regionals. So the weight does go up a lot. It's more the, the volume too. And then we actually switch rest days after the open gearing up for regionals, which I simulate regionals, which is on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I pick up Sunday as a training day and I move that rest day to Monday. I keep Thursday as a rest day, but then switch Sunday and Monday. So I'll train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, and then go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, trying to simulate what it's going to be like at regionals. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Throughout your, what are we at? Three years of competing. Have you dealt with any major injuries or just kind of the normal minor aches and pains? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So, and growing up, even playing soccer, I never thankfully had any serious injury. Um, I think my body type, I'm a little bit shorter, I guess, stockier. So I think I was kind of prone to those like ACL injuries. And But I don't know, I just kind of, I wasn't affected injury-wise. And I think, I don't know how that's transferred to CrossFit, but it has. The only really real injury I guess I've had is... Um, I don't know if it's SI joint or just lower back where, and it's from pulling and I've done that maybe two or three times, but it's something I've been trying to address core. So a lot of core work, posterior, um, hamstring kind of stuff. But I did it, I think the first year into CrossFit and I never experienced anything like this before. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever her, that area that I mean I couldn't even stand up straight but I've done it a couple of times since um yeah and that's really the only thing that I've had a problem with yeah okay well that's good yeah <laughs> so when you're dealing with that what sort of things did you do for it did you just take time off did you go to therapy so I went to uh, PT pretty much every day that first week. And when I do it, and hopefully I, you know, I don't do it again, but and this is part of it, you know, injuries come with it. But so that first week, I'll just do PT every day. I don't go into the gym. I mean, I'm pretty immobile when I, this happens. And I'll do stretches at home. And it's about a week where I'm feeling like I can stand up straight again. And then that next week, I'll go in, start back at the gym, but it's very low intensity volume. It's just really getting on the bike and stuff that nobody likes to do, like just the interval kind of work. And then usually after about two weeks, I'm good. I'm good as new, but it does knock me out for a couple of weeks. But like I said, it's happened about two or three times. So I guess in the five years I've been doing CrossFit, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. bad at all. No, but yeah, I am trying to do things to help prevent it from occurring again, definitely. Perfect. So that actually leads right into my next question. 
what sort of things do you do on whether it be a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis in order to just stay at your full potential and avoid those injuries? Yeah, so I stretch a lot. I've pulled down. I really make sure. And that was one thing I noticed at when I first started CrossFit was we don't really take time to cool down and stretch, which I think is, you know, the best time to do it. Um, so I'd make sure I cool down. I stretch before I leave, but I do Romwad pretty much every day, which I don't know if you've heard of Romwad. It's a range of motion, like workout of the day. That's what it stands for. But I do that. Um, I visit my PT I go to. I try see him every week, but it's at least once every two weeks. And it's just kind of maintenance. And if something's bogging me, he'll um, scrape or I'll do dry needling. And then Epsom baths, I'll take about two of those a week. You know, I don't necessarily know if they're really helping, <laughs> but it feels good. And if it's a placebo, then <laughs> that's, I'll just keep doing it. But generally, I just stretch a lot. We've got pretty much every tool in the house as well. We've got a scraper. We've got copping. We've got one of those buffers we just got. My husband's all about recovery stuff. So I do try it all, but... I think the biggest thing, and I preach this to people and even my students, like sleep. Like that's the best part of recovery or the best thing you can do. Um, and as well, eating, um, you know, making sure you're fueling your body. But I sleep, I get eight to nine hours of sleep every night. Like I go to bed at nine o'clock and my husband gives me a hard time and I get on him. I'm like, you've got to sleep more. But I think it's in my gene too. my family. We just like love to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't nap. I can't nap, but I have to get like my eight or nine hours of sleep every night. And if it means I go to bed at like nine, then I, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you're spot on. Like sleep is so important to the recovery process. And, you know, I can say I don't get enough sleep for a normal person by any means, but I also don't think I need as much sleep as most people because typically I'll wake on my own without an alarm at like six and a half, seven hours. Yeah. But I have some really good friends that need the eight or nine hours like you do. So yeah, I have to have it. Like I'll be pretty grumpy that next morning <laughs> <laughs> if I don't, but no, it's like you said, I think it's finding what works for you. Um, but I'm the sleep. I mean, the importance of it, I'm sure, you know, you know, it's like crucial. It's when your body is healing itself and repairing and, and that sort of thing. And it's, when it's at rest, like, so I'm pretty abdomen on that. Like I have to get that amount of sleep. And I tell my students the first week of school, like do this, get eight hours for a couple of weeks in a row and you'll come to school like a different person. But yeah, that's awesome. Just curious, has your husband made it to regionals or just you? No, he actually uh, is into uh, powerlifting, his thing. He's actually, oh, okay. yeah, he'll have, he's got a meet coming up in July. And then I think he's doing another one in October. But he could do it. And he says he just can't do the training. Like he just had, doesn't have that motivation to do it. And But he likes what he does. He's pretty good at it. So just the bench squat and deadlift and it's actually nice having him because in the summer he'll program my accessory for me and he'll sometimes add in a main lift if I can fit it in there 
but it's nice having him and having that background to help me. And it actually came in useful this year with at the regionals being the bench press. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. And that's something I had done all year and you know, he's helped me at times with the technique and that sort of thing. And so it helped. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. yep. That's awesome. So I know you mentioned it in briefly when you were talking about the recovery part of it, and that is nutrition. Obviously, it's a very important thing for performance, for recovery. What are some specific, it doesn't need to be specific, but in general, like how important is the nutrition aspect to you and kind of what does like a normal day or normal week look like to you? So I guess it's probably cliche, but you know, it's like a car, like if you don't put gas in it, it's not going to run. And if you put junk in your body, it's not going to run the way it should. And so this past couple of years, I've sort of loosely followed like a macro. um, But I'm actually going to get on board here in July with RP Strength. They do uh, a nutrition template. There's a lot of people I know in the CrossFit world, I guess, that follow them. And that's one thing where after regionals this year, I was like, you know, I can continue work on strength, cardiovascular endurance, all that stuff. But man, if I can make serious changes to my nutrition, I think this is like a missing piece. Um, So I'm going to actually look to take that a little bit more seriously um, this year. But like I said, the last couple of years, I've just loosely kind of gone off my macro numbers. We try to eat, you know, like clean so we avoid a lot of food with like added sugar like the only real sugar i guess we eat or oh, my husband's pretty bad he likes sweet <laughs> things and um, but it's like you know it comes from like fruit like i don't drink sugary things we have water in our house and milk and that's it but i i didn't grow up drinking like pop or anything like that um but yeah we try avoid like any added sugar and like processed food. So, and, and this is something I, I always preach again to my students. Like when you go to the supermarket, if you're buying items on the outside of the store. So, I mean, if you look, you know, your local Kroger, what's on the outside is all the fresh produce, the deli, like the meat section. It's everything that's in a fridge that's fresh. Um, so I'm like, if you're hitting up that area and avoiding the middle, (laughs) you're doing pretty well. So yeah, we just try to get a lot of fresh food. Yeah. Nothing really processed or, you know, there's some things in the cart, but, (laughs) but yeah, just, and we try eat it like, like I said, as clean as we can. And the protein that we use is, you know, like a clean protein. Again, it's not much other stuff added to it. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's really revealing anything that no one's ever heard, but it's just, you just got to be aware of what you're putting in your body and it's got to help. It's got to serve a purpose. And, you know, we definitely look at food differently. You know, it's not looking at it for taste, but okay, well, what can this give me and how can this help me? And, and that sort of thing, you know, maybe sacrificing taste a little bit, but you just got to find what you like and what works. I'm pretty bad about eating, not the same stuff every day, but pretty much around the same thing, mixing a couple of things up. But I can do that. I know there's a lot of people that probably couldn't. And my husband's just like, I don't know how you do that. But yeah, I'm 
just kind of, I guess, a little bit boring with it, but I like it. So yeah, but just clean food. I try avoid that processed stuff. And if you can avoid that added sugar, you know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, how can I lose a few pounds or this and that? And it's like, stop drinking pop or just go without your Starbucks for a few weeks and you'll see, you know, huge changes just from that, basically. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it right there. And that's exactly what I do with my athletes is, yeah, just that clean eating and avoiding all the processed stuff because there's so many chemicals in it. And like yeah. you said, the added sugar, just getting that out of your diet can change so many different things. And I think the stuff in there too that we really don't know what it's doing to our body. Like you, you just said, there's chemicals in there. Like who knows what that stuff, you know, is doing to your body. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. When it can sit on the shelf for 20 years, it's probably not a good thing for you. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say I am very much like you with the eating though. It's like, like I get the same like handful of vegetables at the store every week. And then I just kind of like make a meal out, you know, eat them for snacks, make a meal out of it. I pretty much eat the same thing week after week. Yeah, I, I can do it. I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same here. I know you said you took protein as a supplement. Are there any other like supplements you take, whether it be for like inflammation or just more general health or for workout? So yeah, I do the protein like post-workout. So if I'm training, splitting my training up, I'll, I'll do that twice a day. But no, apart from that, so after work, I'm pretty beat. Depends on what kind of day the kids are acting. But <laughs> sometimes it's a pretty long day. And I'll actually try get a uh, just a carb in. And I'll, I'll take, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Waxy Maze. It's like powdered, basically like carb, but again, it's really like clean and it's slow absorbing, but kind of, it gets in, like it's a good glycogen source. It's like absorbing, but it's quick, but it's something I can just drink and I don't really like to eat something right before I work out. So I'll drink that. I don't really know if it's, I guess you can say it's a supplement but you can get it on Amazon. It's called Waxy Maze. It's a massive tub, but I'll drink it throughout the session, like before. And I feel like, you know, it kind of like gives me a little bit of energy or at least, you know, wakes me up some. I don't do anything like the pre-workout or I used to use that like a long time ago. And that doesn't, I can't do that. It makes my like, feel like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I there are some brutal ones out there. Yeah, I can't do any of that, but I used to. But no, I find that that works for me. And again, I think it's just kind of finding what works for you. But I'll take a multivitamin every night. My husband's like, don't say that. But I don't know. Like, I haven't been sick this whole year. So again, it's not really supplement, or I guess it is. I don't know. But I take that. If maybe I'm like sore or maybe... Yeah, extra achy and we'll do magnesium. But again, I try get the stuff from food. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, like a true, get the stuff like from the food that you eat because it's naturally like where it should come from. But it is hard to fulfill that protein, that number, because there's only so much like meat you can eat. So that's why <laughs> supplement, I do take protein shakes 
but yeah, I um, sometimes like trying to chew me that can get old sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, but I'll do two protein shakes a day. Yeah. <laughs> just to help with that. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Honestly, some days you're just like, I cannot chew this anymore, but <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's hard to get that protein number sometimes, but yeah, that's really the main thing. I guess I'll supplement. Okay. Use. Just curious. What do you have? What are you with your macros? What are your ratios at? I honestly can't even remember what they are. I should have. Uh, yeah, I'm like I said. I'm gonna start with. I don't even know if they were correct, but let me uh, see if um, I, I, my husband does all this stuff. Oh. <laughs> like for me, yeah, I can't remember what they were. I'll, I'll see if you can reply here in a minute. But I, oh, I can't remember what he said. Uh, but again, like so, we did. When I say we, I loosely follow this. So a couple of years ago, when because I had the app on my phone and everything. I think it was my macros plus. I had all my numbers in there and I found what fit the foods that fit. And that's when I like would eat the same thing. So, and this is probably ridiculous, but the last two years I've pretty much eaten the same thing because I'm like, I know this fits. So like, I totally I, get it. <laughs> yeah. Like I know my number, what it, they were a couple of years ago and I've forgot because it's like, okay, this is working or must work. But uh, with RP strength, that's, they have all, they, you consult with someone, you give them, you know, your information, weight and all that and goal. And they work with you and they actually send you like menus or uh, recipes, sorry, I should say, and stuff like that. So like I very, very loosely followed like these macros, but I'm getting on it this year. It comes yeah. July. I say July. I'm about to go on, um, meet my sister in Vegas. She lives in Australia. So I'm kind of enjoying, I'm going to enjoy June here, but come July, going to get with them. So yeah, maybe you could do a follow up and I'll tell you then. Because, because, you know, just. Personally, knowing when I cleaned up my nutrition and the performance that improved, I think you'll notice a big change once you really get that dialed in. Yeah, I think it's a, one of the missing things right now. Because, yeah, I felt so good just, you know, loosely following this and definitely saw changes in, like, my composition. Um, but, it, again, it was going to more of, like, clean eating. And in college, I was terrible. I don't know. Looking back, there should be more help. In college, especially, you know, it was a collegiate athlete. Like, there was no, we got no help with food. We went to the cafeteria, and it's all you can eat. Like, I'm thinking hopefully that's changing. But in college, I mean, I ate terrible probably. And when I moved off campus into a house, it was like pasta every night because it was cheap, and you can make it for a few days. But I didn't really have a clue, like, what I was doing that – yeah, and then that's when we were like, oh, okay, macros. We kind of started hearing about that. But I think it's hopefully going to be a game changer for me and help uh, because it hasn't been something that I have taken super seriously. I've just really changed what I've eaten, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. So just kind of to close it out, any other little nuggets, tidbits that uh, we didn't cover that you find super important in what you do with your routine? I think, as I mentioned earlier, 
the days that you have off, you know, it's important to take these rest days and it's so important to take them outside of the gym. I see so many people posting, Oh, active rest, but they're in the gym, like stretching and they're on the bike, like in there. That to me is you're not, yeah, you're giving your body a break, but you're not giving your like mind or that break it needs. So I definitely suggest those active rest days go outside like get some vitamin D, like be away from the gym. Some of the, like when I'm swimming or on my bike, it, I'm honestly like, man, this feels so good. And it, it sometimes gets you then excited to get back inside the gym because sometimes it's like, oh, like monogamous and you're like, oh, this is just the same scenery every single day. But definitely get outside, get outside the gym on your rest days and then sleep. Like I, that was really the advice and eat real food. <laughs> yeah. That is really what I would summarize or say. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And this is totally off subject, but you have a Spartan beast coming up here, right? So I actually just ran the Tough Mudder X. Tough Mudder. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It was on Friday. Um, so I got a really late invite to it. It was like a championship race. So you either qualified for it. There were two events that you could qualify during the year. And then they wanted to fill, there was 50 women there, 50 guys. They wanted to fill the spot. So they reached out to a bunch of like really well-known CrossFitters. And then I got my invite after regionals. So it was about 10 days before the event. And I don't know who gave them my name or how they found me, but they did. And I got the message on Instagram from the producer of the show or I showed my husband. I'm like, Oh, this will be cool. Are we free this weekend? He's like, well, I'll, I'll try to switch this day, but yeah, we can go. So we ended up going down and we're not really supposed to reveal much about the race. So it'll be aired on CBS starting July 14th. But I'm so glad I got invited. It was a blast. It was so fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, That's it was awesome. It was cool. There was Emily Abbott was there, Jessica Griffith, Haley Adams, Brooke Entz, uh, Jacob Hepner, Patrick Velna, who didn't even look like he was sweating, broke a sweat <laughs> <laughs> after, after the race. And then there was a bunch of the um, ORC, the obstacle race athletes there. They're really well known in that community. Corinna Coffin and then Hunter. They call him the sheriff. He pretty much wins everything. So it was kind of, it was neat again, being outside the gym, but being able to test, I guess, your fitness in a different place and with different people. But the community aspect was the same as CrossFit. Like everyone was so nice there. But you'll have to tune in to see kind of how it turned out. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. Cool. So I think CBS Sports on. July the 14th, the 21st, and the 28th. Okay. Um, yeah, because there's a qualifier, the semi, and then the final. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. And then if people want to find you, where can they find you on social media? So I'm not too big on Facebook, um, but I am on there. Um, I've got maybe like 500 people who have requested to be a friend, and I just haven't got through them. <laughs> it's better. I do more on Instagram. My handle's at Emma um, Harry 57. So at E M M A H A R R Y 57. Or if you, I'm sure if you search my name, Emma Chapman, 
it'll come up. But yeah, that's really the main where I post kind of what I do and that sort of thing. Perfect. And I will put yep. that in the show notes as well. So if people are looking for that, they can easily access it. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for joining me today. It's super exciting. Oh yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me again. It was fun. You are quite welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find show notes at highlyfunctional.org, which has links to my website and my social media profiles, all containing more information to help you become highly functional. Until next time, go live and be highly functional.